Yeah, because at the end of the day, I don't care what a wholesaler makes, right? Like what I care about is, does the deal work for me? Any deal can be a deal for the right buyer. This video is brought to you by Flipster, the nation's largest property database, including houses on the MLS and off-market leads, like pre-foreclosures and vacant homes. To find your next wholesale or fix and flip deal, start your free trial today at joinflipster.com. Jordy, thanks for sitting down with me and doing this interview. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's exciting to get to know you. Um, I feel like I know a lot of the Utah guys that are like movers and shakers and doing things. And and I've heard your name and, and Tyler, you know, introduced me to you. And it's exciting to kind of get to know a little bit about what you're doing and the amazing things in real estate. And thank you for taking some time right now and sharing with my audience here some of those strategies and things you're doing. Yeah. And I mean, you're doing, uh, you've got a real estate license and you've got a team that you're growing there. You've done some new construction, uh, flipping. Right now you're building out a lot of your uh, buy and hold portfolio. You're raising some money, putting a fund together. I mean, just some really cool things. And in a fairly quick period of time, I mean, how long ago did you get started in real estate? Yeah, that's a great question. So I got my real estate license uh, eight eight years ago. Eight years ago. Yep. Yeah. Did sales for a while and then have transitioned into the investing side. Yeah. I, I read the Purple Bible like nine <laughs> years ago. <laughs> he the knows Purple what it is. Bible. I've yep. never heard that. <laughs> Rich Dad, Poor Dad, right? Got more people into real estate than any other book probably. Yep, yeah, absolutely. So uh, I got it and I was like, oh man, this is the way. Mm-hmm. I was uh, previously going to college. Um, I was pre-med and then I switched to business and then I read the, the purple Bible and I was like, <laughs> I'm, I'm going real estate. Um, jumped in, got my real estate license. I, I was helping a ton of other investors buy and flip. And of course at that time, like wholesaling wasn't yeah. really a thing because you could throw a rock and hit a bank owned property. Properties were everywhere. Yeah. You could pick them up off the street left and right. Yep. Yeah. So essentially <laughs> I was just brokering deals as a, as an agent, helping people flip, helping people buy rentals. And uh, really got sucked into that whole world for a few years. Um, some other stuff happened personally uh, that, you know, just kind of delayed me becoming the investor. And so really everything that you've talked about has transpired over the last uh, four years. So, yeah. yeah, it's just a progression. Yeah, you, you told me off the camera that like you, you know, and this is very typical. You get in this rut, right? Like you're, you're doing whatever it is you're doing. And you just start to go through the motions. It's working. You're getting a paycheck. And it really takes like a disruption to say, well, wait a minute, maybe this isn't the right path I should be on. And so you had kind of like that aha moment and you transitioned. It's funny. You told me your first flip was you needed some cash to pay some taxes. So you did this flip. And then you were like, well, wait a second. This is actually a thing. I could actually keep doing this and, and make a lot of money. Yep. And that kind of started down your flipping career. And so that's pretty exciting. I will have to say though, as far as the purple Bible, like you're doing it. You you have enough rent. You told me this. You have enough rental properties where the income from those rental properties now pays all of your bills. So essentially, you're kind of set or could be done. Of course, you want to continue to grow and develop, so you're you're doing more things. But what does that feel like? Is that a is that kind of like you wake up with some peace of mind, or is it just you know another step in your journey? Yeah, that that's a good question. So. It's tough because as, as movers and shakers, like if you hit that point, you're probably going to have evolved to a point that you're like, okay, well, this is great, but what's, not enough. what's next, yeah. right? Like yeah. not enough or, you know, I'd say most people 
hit that and they're like, hey, well, you know, I want to grow. And, uh, you know, I think uh, Tony Robbins says success without fulfillment is the ultimate failure, right? So, you know, you can, you can hit a certain, you know, cash flow or, you know, number of units wholesaled or annual income. And that's great, but really like it's less important than fulfillment. So what I really like is, I mean, I like seeing properties transform, go from Mm -hmm. being something that's undesirable to desirable, which is why we flip. It's why we buy, you know, nasty rental properties that we then fix up and provide a good, good thing. So we're going to keep doing what we're doing, but to answer your question, it, it's awesome because I, I don't have to worry about like, Hey, if I, you know, goose egg this month, I'm, I'm okay. I'm fine. Yeah. Like I've got enough in reserves. I got enough cash flow coming in that like, you know, it could be X amount of months before I really start getting worried. Yeah. And, I like that. And, and yeah. right now where, you know, it's June of 2022 interest rates, you know, doubled in four months, everyone's freaking out. The sky is falling and I'm over here like, this is an opportunity. Yeah. And because I've got that backstop where like I'm, I'm good. So I don't have to worry about the, the small little things like, you know, if gas goes up another dollar a gallon, like, yeah, it sucks, but it, it's not affecting me so proportionate to like my income that it just, it just doesn't matter. So I can focus on things that actually matter, right? Like growing a team, scaling, you know, a, a fund, doing syndications, stuff like that. I like that because, um, you know, I think there's like two phases. The first phase, and I was in this phase for a while where, you know, you're just trying to to meet your obligations, pay your bills, support your family. And that like becomes front and center. It drives your decision making, um, not rewarding because it's just about the grind now. Once you accomplish that, then you're able to move into another phase where now you really for, can focus on fulfillment and purpose and really adding value, impacting lives and I think everybody should be working towards that phase because that's where real transformation can happen. And so that's kind of where you're at right now. You're saying, okay, well, you know, my obligations are met. My bills are paid. What now can I go out in the world and create? What, what good can I do and impact can I have? Yeah. And that's a, that's a fun place to be at. I hope that's encouraging if you're, if you're watching this. Um, what I really wanted to talk to you about was I mentioned to you that a lot of our viewers our wholesalers, aspiring wholesalers, uh, flippers. And we cover on this channel a lot about the mechanics of wholesaling, how to be a good wholesaler, how to find deals, and how to bring those good deals to those cash buyers. And you had mentioned that uh, because you're so busy with all the things you're doing, typical to most cash buyer investors, you value quite a bit the wholesaler who's spending the time and money to go out and find those good deals and bring them to you. And in fact, some of the highest level wholesalers in this in this market where we're at, um, I know really well, and you've done business with all of these guys, and you're one of their main buyers. And so for from your perspective, I want to have the person watching this see the other side of the table, right? You're you're sitting on the other side of the table as the cash buyer. You're very clear about the kinds of deals you want. You're you have the the funding behind you to to act quickly to buy these good deals. You're constantly adjusting and adapting with whatever the market's throwing at you. You know, like right now, you're probably adjusting things you're doing. Um, But for these wholesalers that are starting in this business or maybe growing their business, let's talk about some things that you like to see as the cash buyer. What is it that you want to see from a wholesaler that could help that wholesaler be better at what they're doing? Yeah, great question. So, 
Number one is like when I get an email, I want it to be concise with a deal, right? Like I want to see high level. Like I don't care if, you know, you say, Hey, this has a, is a great, like great family house or, you know, it's got a big yard. Like I just want to be like, look, this is a square footage. This is the bed bath count. This is what you can buy it for. This is, you know, potentially how much rehab it needs and what it could be worth. So you want to see the, the you want to see their take on ARV yep. after repair value, yeah. And you'd like to see what they think repairs are, yeah. And and I'll to always, ballpark it, you want to ballpark it, yeah. Out because of glass. if if I'm looking at an email and let's say there someone's selling a house for four hundred thousand, and the ARV is four fifty, well, not much room. Depending on where I'm at, I might go, hey, if this thing is clean, I can buy it ten percent under value, and if it's a rental, great. I just bought something, sure. yeah, ten percent yeah. under value, right? If it's a flip, that's obviously not going to work because there's not enough margin, yeah. right? So it just depends on, you know, if I've, okay. if I've got 1031 exchange money that, mm-hmm. you know, I've got a few days left to identify or just where I'm at. So high level, like any deal can be a deal for the right buyer. Um, like I was just talking to another investor here and, you know, we were talking about uh, multifamily and yeah. he was like, well, I don't know if it's a deal. And I'm like, well, I'll tell you how it's a deal, Yeah. right? Like if, <laughs> if you want to roll a single family rental into an eight unit, it's a deal yeah. because you're you're growing, you're scaling, and it, it makes sense in other areas. Like it might not make sense in this one thing that you're focusing on. And I think too often, you know, we get caught up in focusing on that one thing, right? So for us, for you as wholesalers, something might not make sense today, but you flip the coin. If someone's got 1031 exchange money, they'd rather buy something at a 10% discount than go and pay 10% over you know, retail value just to not pay taxes. So, so there's a lot of value in just seeing the high level deals or high level uh, details of the deal. I think what I'm hearing you say too, Jordy, is um, a lot of times as wholesalers, we get leads and we get deals and then we want to discriminate. And when I say discriminate, we want to think that there's a certain buyer at a certain price with a certain need and that's all there is. And so it's either going to fit that or nothing else. And what you're saying is, you have no idea what some investor's criteria is. You have no idea what what they have going on in their business where that deal might make a whole lot of sense, even though those numbers, you don't quite understand how those numbers would make sense. And to just source and find those deals, bring them to those buyers and and let them give you feedback, right? Isn't that a big thing? Like yeah. you're, I see you, I, I was listening to your conversation and you were like, hey, go do this. Bring it to me. This is a number that I might be interested in. Don't, he was like, I don't know if it's a deal. And you're like, what do you mean you don't know if it's a deal? That's not for you to decide. <laughs> yeah. Let your buyer tell you if it's a deal. Yeah. Well, and, and wholesaling's great. Like, especially if you're just starting out and wholesaling, you can go in, you, you have the time that I don't have. So you can tie up a deal with a, a hundred bucks earnest money. Yeah. Right. And then you come to someone like me and you ask for a thousand or five thousand dollars earnest money. And, and so for you, you, if you build in that contingency period where it's really no risk, right? So for you to throw it out, see if someone bites or not, it's the lowest risk possible. You know, when I go and flip homes, I'm putting out hundreds of thousands of dollars at a time. And, you know, there's timing risk, there's interest rate risk. There's a lot of risks that I'm taking as a flipper and wholesalers can make just as much, if not more with, with less minimal risk. risk. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, throw it out there and and see and then get feedback, right? Like if if you've got your top 10 or 20 buyers who you know they're serious, 
maybe they haven't bought off your list, but you know they're serious investors who are always buying, ask them, you know, how could this deal have been better? How, you know, would you have decided if this was a deal or not? Or even what is your number? If this doesn't work, what is your number yeah. and why? Yep. To understand, right? Yep. To help understand how your buyers are looking at things. Yeah. And at the end of the day, you know, I do business with people I know, like, and trust. And I like doing business versus like just looking at a wholesale email from someone I've never met before, but I happen to be on their list. I would rather do a deal with someone who calls me up personally and is like, hey, we're sending this out to three or four people. Would you be interested? And if I'm like, uh, yeah, then he'll send me the details and I can make a yes, no decision, right? And then it builds a relationship. And no matter what comes in the future, real estate is a relationship-driven business. So it's just deals are going to get done if you know people and you're always moving and shaking and just connecting things, right? And as a wholesaler, you're connecting a motivated seller with a motivated buyer that can close quickly and deal with whatever problems may be in the house. So that's important is, is relationships. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about a couple of the things you said here, because going back to your first thing you said in that email, you want to see big picture, high level um, right away yep. because you're looking at stuff every day, all day. You're looking for opportunities, you're looking for deals the harder the wholesaler makes it for you to do your due diligence, the more likely you're not going to buy that deal because you you don't have time to go chasing down information, right? Is that true? Most of the time. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a couple of wholesalers I can think of off the top of my head that uh, they don't send out pictures. They don't send out a video, right? And for me, I don't have time to go to every wholesale walkthrough, Yeah. right? I, I get 15 wholesale deals a day. I look and just kind of sift through and see based on where I'm at, what I'm looking to buy. And so if I can look at pictures, then that helps me narrow it down even more. And then, you know, I'll call the wholesaler up and have a, have a decision, but high level pictures, video, and then I can make a decision based off of that stuff. So um, when someone sends it to me and they're like, Hey, this is the address. This is the price. Okay. Yeah. That's hard for you to do much analysis. Great. Now I have to go look up on tax data. How big is it? You know, what do I think it's worth? Then I got to run comps versus if I just look at it and go, yeah, that, that score footage, that area, like I'd buy that ARV, like, and then I can go verify it if, if it makes the list. But yeah. So love that. I, I try to refer to that as more like full service wholesaling where you're just trying to bring as much value as possible to your buyer so that they can make an informed decision. They're going to do their own due diligence, but make their job easier to look at your deals. Uh, I loved also that you talked about the relationship, and I think that is critical. In fact, I think, I honestly feel like going forward 2022 and, and next year and beyond, I think the relationships we form are going to become even more critical. Um, technology has made it so that we can easily transact without much relationship, uh, and that's been the way of doing things, especially since COVID with Zoom and stuff. But I think we're going to be moving more towards back to like the roots of relationship driven business. And so I'm trying to do that quite a bit in my business where um, I'd rather work with a smaller group of people, but I can, but I know I can trust them and I can rely on them and I can really help them understand as a buyer, I'm talking what I want, what I'm looking for and have those people finding those deals for me than just be some number on some mass list, you know, 
where I, I'm working now with people that I maybe don't know at all. And I'm, I'm, I want to move a little bit more away from that. And I think that's kind of the trend that we're going to see quite a bit. And you're going to do, you're going to win bigger with those relationships than if you're just, you have some 10,000 email list and you blast out your deals and it's a different buyer every deal and there's no relationship, right? Yeah. I think as the market softens, it's like you said, going to go back to more of a relationship business versus, I mean, the last two or three years has been just insanely hot. You get a deal. It's like, you're getting it done. Highest um, price wins. Yeah. I don't really care about who you are. Yep. Yeah. But at the end of the day, like the, the cool thing is, and you know, as, as everyone progresses in their own market and their life, like I think it becomes more about like we're a community, right? Yeah. So wholesalers need flippers, flippers need wholesalers, uh, wholesalers need buy and hold landlords. And, and so do flippers because sometimes they're buying that, right? And, and we can all like coexist in this mentality of like, well, I got to squeeze every single penny out of this deal. Yeah. Well, that's great, but you're not going to be around for 10 years <laughs> or 20 or 30, mm-hmm. right? Like it's, it's more the people who are like, hey, I make a buck, you make a buck, we all make a buck and the world keeps going around, right? Like those are the people who are going to be willing to get creative on deals when market softens, comps change, people start trying to back out because it's probably going to happen, uh, especially if interest rates keep going up. Right. So it's just going to take more creativity and more of a relationship to make deals happen. And, you know, that's how it was back in 2014 when I first got started. Like Mm -hmm. you had to work to get a deal done versus like, oh, yeah, it's closed. A week later, you get a wire like boom. Yeah. Right. So um, I think we've all gotten just super relaxed and used to easy money that we're now going to have to work a little bit harder. Um, You know, deals used to be super prevalent. And, and money was hard to find, right? Yeah. And then all of a sudden that switched and money's super easy to find, but deals, deals were hard, hard to find. It's the trade-off with a raising market. Raising yep. market. And, and yeah. I think we're going to see a little bit of an equilibrium <laughs> mm-hmm. and then it, totally. I, it could shift either way, depending on what action the Federal Reserve takes and just the macroeconomics. So, you know, you just have to be nimble and work with the market and, and work with the buyers and, and it'll all work out. Yeah, I think kind of one final point that I would share too with uh, wholesalers listing right now is as the market shifts, your buyers are also going to be shifting. They're going to be changing maybe a little bit of their criteria. For me personally, I'm going to be a little bit more conservative on my ARVs, anticipating a softening. Um, I'm going to, I'm also going to be anticipating um, bigger renovations because buyers are going to be more selective, which means I got to put out an even nicer product than I have been. You know, we've been able to just throw out anything and people will buy it. Uh, so as I'm adjusting, wholesalers need to be very well versed in what their buyers are doing and how they're adapting and changing so that you too can adapt and change with them so you can keep bringing deals that fit what they're looking for as things change. Yeah, And that's important. Wholesalers, uh, a lot of times, they tend to want to just focus so much on that seller conversation and the contract that they lose sight of, well, what what are the opportunities that my buyers want? So having relationships allows them to learn that. When a wholesaler can call you up and say, hey, Jordy, what is it you're doing right now? What is it you're looking for? How can I serve you? What kind of numbers are you at? How do I bring deals that fit what you're doing now? That's going to be valuable feedback and information for wholesalers. Yep. And you don't get that unless you have relationships. Yep. You know, cash buyers like you with your relationship wholesalers, you're willing to share with them. You're willing to take a look at deals with them. 
you're willing to help them win because it helps you win. And that's how key that relationship is. Yeah. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, I don't care what a wholesaler makes, right? Like what I care about is, does the deal work for me? Yeah. And at the end of the day, if, if he's making 10 bucks or 10,000 or a hundred thousand, you don't care. It's irrelevant to me. Yeah. The deal for me is, is, does it meet my criteria? Right. Yeah. So, and I've even told wholesalers that before. Yeah. I'm like, I, love I that. hope you make as much as possible. <laughs> right. Cause then that means you're, you, you found a really good deal and you did a lot of hard work. Good for yeah. you. And then I also hope I make as much as possible. Right. But it's, it's funny you say that. Uh, I know, you know, Ben Carr, uh, I sat down with him and he, he told me a story. He said, um, I was sitting at the closing and I'm looking at the closing statement and I see this wholesaler's assignment fee of 80,000. And I turn and look at him and I'm like, good for you, man. Good for you. Let's do more like this. Cause he's buying and the deal he's buying fits his numbers. And so like, that's the cool thing about relationship with cash buyers. They understand the value of that wholesaler getting that good deal. And they're, they want them to win because you win. Yeah. And that's, that's a, a beautiful thing when everybody can win. Yeah, I love that. Awesome. Well, Jordy, thank you for all that you shared on this video. Um, guys, Jordy does a podcast. He talks a lot about finance about finance and becoming financially free. Yep. You're sharing some of the strategies you're doing with your uh, rental portfolios and other things. So we'll put a link to that. Uh, be sure to, to join and, and participate, get in your world. Thank you for all you're doing to share and help and, and really grow this industry and be a part of people's success. I really appreciate that too and, and all that you're doing. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, and I, I look forward to you know getting to know you more and working with you and, and seeing all the amazing things that you're doing. If you haven't yet, guys, be sure to subscribe to the channel and we'll see you on the next video.